0: the podcast of Of Course They Make Me Crazy. We grew up with a bipolar mother addicted to pills who experienced a lot of hardships. We started this podcast to talk about our experiences with you. You know, you can really start to feel lost and trapped in their world. And we're hoping our crazy, sometimes funny stories, living with someone like that helps you to feel normal, whole and happy again. If you have little ones around, though, this would be a good time to pop in your headphones. Our discussions are for adults only, please. Hi, I'm April. And I'm Amanda. And we're so happy that you're joining us for our second episode of Of Course, that I Make Me Crazy. You know, last week we shared that uh, we grew up with a mom who suffered from bipolar disorder, and that was back in the 80s and the 90s when Amanda and I, you know, were growing up, it, Just mental illness wasn't discussed. It was just, you know, sometimes it was hush-hush for some families. And, you know, thankfully times have changed now and we can talk about our issues openly and we can talk about their issues without feeling like we're revealing, you know, some deep, dark secret. This is only our second podcast. And so, Amanda, you haven't seen Ozark, right? That show that's on Netflix? No, I have not seen that. Okay. You got to binge it. You And, and I'm, I'm, so, I'm so jealous of Amanda right now, because if you guys haven't watched it, which, you know, um, you're probably thinking people, you know, live underneath the rock if they haven't <laughs> heard of it. But I'm so jealous of Amanda because I would love to have three seasons to binge on, but I'm on a season three right now. And I don't want to do a spoiler because I know some of you are totally obsessed with the show like I am. So the two main characters... They're, you know, the husband and wife, um, very middle-class, you know, they have the two kids uh, and they're, they're the ones that the show's about and they look like they're just, you know, mom and pop, regular kids in school kind of thing. He's an accountant. And uh, so, but what they're really doing is, you know, laundering money for the drug lords, the drug cartel in Mexico. And so her brother comes in, the main character's brother comes into town and he seems really normal, you know, everything. He's got this beautiful smile. He's charismatic. And then he meets this girl and he can't get it up because of all the bipolar meds he's taking. Come to find out he's bipolar. Okay. So he he gets upset and he says, I promise it's not me. It's my meds. And she's like, whatever. He goes off the meds and uh, his sister finds out and she's like, no, you have got to get back on your meds. And he's like, nope, not doing it, ain't doing it. Those things screw me up. And then he starts acting outrageously. I mean, like, you know, they're working for the drug cartel. He starts calling everybody out. And if you watch the show, you kind of know where that all goes. It, it kind of hurt my gut. You know, I had to pour an extra glass of wine because I was like, oh my God, this stuff is like bringing back some majors, you know? And it's mm-hmm. not like, you know, Mandy, mom never not took her medication. What does she do?
1: <laughs> she was always overtaking the medication. So she was always Chemically off balance, or however you want to say that. Yeah. Her brain isn't there working correctly because of not properly taking
0: her medication. And he had a total meltdown because nobody wants to do that, right? And I just felt so bad for him. He was screaming, crying. I felt so bad for her. And and you know, and that is the trueness of of what you feel um, when you're when you're dealing with. With someone like this, right? I mean, you feel torturous inside. You you hurt for them. You hurt for you. But he, yeah, he was like, "What? What did I do? What caused this?" And he kind of started to allude to, you know, maybe something in his past that, you know, um, might have brought it out. I'm kind of leading into that too because we promised uh, last episode that we were going to kind of talk about Grams and Grandpa, the two freaky dicky people. <laughs> 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 that uh brought mom into this world. Right. We're gonna start talking about grams and grandpa. And uh Mandy didn't really know our grandpa very well. You just you just knew him, Mandy, because of the
1: stories mom told you. I, I've got tons of I've heard tons of stories about our grandfather. I met him one time. Um, can't forget that meeting because he stuck his teeth out at me, but <laughs> He's stuck Um, his teeth out, and he's got dentures in. And what's he do? He pops his teeth out at me (laughs) as a as a a hello, first time meeting you, granddaughter.
0: (laughs) Not a hug, but he pops his teeth out, puts them back in. Yeah, like (laughs) get his tongue out. Yeah, see, I mean they're so off; it's hysterical. What's wrong with him? Well, uh, a lot is wrong. And I didn't spend much time with him either, Um, but I did go down and take a spring break trip down to Florida where he ended up moving in with his lover, Jack. I went with my bestie, and that's going to be an entire episode of its own another day. It was a trip of a lifetime. He ended up pulling out a gun, stark naked. Uh, He was a nudist, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> it pointed at my boyfriend who just uh gave us a surprise visit at the house. Not that anything bad was going on, he just wanted to show up and surprise me, and uh he surprised grandpa Grandpa surprised him right back <laughs> but I'll get into that a little, uh, another episode. So mom had this deep, dark secret. And I think that this is really, was a big turning point in her life. She was never shy about sharing her stories with
1: me and Amanda. You know, she was very open with telling stories about her family and what pain she went through. And probably wasn't appropriate, you know, sometimes,
0: but uh, I always found her stories fascinating. You know, and my ears were wide open. So, in and, and, you know, that's what kind of caused this podcast too. Um, And plus mom, you know, kind of started to seclude herself. So she, you know, at at one point really didn't have too many
1: friends. So we were her friends, right? That's, you're my best friend. You're my, you know, that's, we were all she had. Let's start with grandpa first.
0: Okay. So Mom, I don't even know how we got on this conversation. We were probably sitting on the couch watching Lifetime. Something sparked it, whatever. And she said, "I came home from school because I wasn't feeling well." She came from home from school one day because she wasn't feeling good. I don't know. I guess back in the day you can just leave school without your parents knowing. <laughs> I don't know how that all went down. Um, so she went home. They lived in a small ranch, only 3 bedrooms. There were 8 of them living in that house. So Mom had, uh, five, uh, siblings and then grandma and grandpa. Okay. So the house was small. And so she heard some like groaning in the back bedroom. Mom, please do not. I do not want to hear about grams and grandpa getting it on. Like that is like, the.
1: That's what I thought, too, when I first started to hear the story.
0: (laughs) I was like, please spare me, okay? And she's like, no, 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 no. She goes, what I thought it was is that I thought it was my, maybe like one of my brothers came home, skipped school, and they were, you know, getting it on in in grandma and grandpa's bedroom with one of their girlfriends, right? So I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Don't want to hear about that either, ma.
1: But she kept on with her stories, no matter what. <laughs> I
0: know she, she'd go on. You know, she we'd tell her we don't want to hear them, and then she'd say like, "Keep on going." So mom said that she decided just to go into her bedroom and lay down because she wasn't feeling well. And then a short time later, things got quiet, and then her parents' bedroom door slowly opened, and she so she got up and she peeked her head out into the hallway, and then to mom's surprise. She didn't see her parents. She didn't see one of her brothers and their girlfriends come out of the room. What she saw was one of her classmates. And she locked eyes with this dude. They didn't say, you know, a word to each other. He put his head down and then he ran out the front door.
1: Now, so, I believe that was mom's best friend too. It was? Like, yeah.
0: One of her best like male friends?
1: Her male best, yeah, her male best friend. Yeah.
0: So mom ran back into her bedroom and she said she threw herself on the bed and she started to cry uncontrollably. So what she heard was her father having sex with her classmate. I put the pillow in my face, I think, and I like screamed.
1: (laughs) My mouth dropped from what I can remember. (laughs) Yeah,
0: I I think I put my face in the, the couch pillow and I was like, shut up. I mean, right. can you imagine coming home to witness your father and someone you consider a friend having sex in your own home?
1: It's coming home, witnessing your your father or mother, period, and then that on top of it. <laughs> it's I mean, and she was. I, I, Mom was tr- truly traumatized, I think, her she, whole life. That. I agree with you. She was totally
0: traumatized. I mean, who wouldn't be? I would, I would have lost my freaking mind, right? Yep. And then, so being gay back then wasn't the norm and like it is now and and people weren't open about it and it was, it was a hush hush thing. And so she's telling me this and I'm thinking, who does that? Like, what? Are you effing kidding me? Like what sick effer brings a young boy into the home that he shares with his family and has sex in the same bed he created those children in?
1: I don't understand
0: the, the, the thought process he had. I don't think he had one. Obviously thinking with his pecker. Well, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. You know, because that's, that's, a, that's a big deal. I mean, for you to have six kids, Not think that some of them might skip school and and come home one day or your wife. You know, you don't know that. I pop in and out of the house all day long. I said, mom, how can he do something like that? And she said, I don't know how he could do it. And I said, how do you feel about him? And well, first off, I said, well, I know how he can do it. He's a horny old sick pervert who doesn't care about anybody else. Hello? (laughs) Hello? And she said, you know, I, I just love my dad. And so mom was just, she was just kind. And that was like one of her biggest assets, I think. And one of her biggest downfalls, I mean, if we could all have just the smidge of compassion in this world that she had sometimes in empathy and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. uh, I think we would just be better people. But you know um, with that being said, that tore her up. And then, so Then she had to come and grasp with the thought of, oh my God, the racing thoughts of, should I tell my mother, brothers,
1: my sister, like, how should I tell them? Should I tell them? Like, the neighbors, they had a neighbor right next door. Did they watch this young boy come into the house in the middle of the day? Like, you know, could you only imagine what mom's. Brain was going through. he once he realized that she was home because he didn't know she was home, Mom, now, Mom told me that she this is Mom's story, what she told me. Now, when she got home and she heard that, she told me that she she could hear that it was two males and that she screamed for her father to stop. Oh, really? She begged and screamed. And she didn't know who was in the room with him, but no. she knew it wasn't grandmother. And he did not stop and he continued to do it as his child was screaming. That is what mom told me. Interesting. You're rocking my
0: world right now. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Wow. And then then, then like you said, the door opened. She went to go see and locked eyes with her best friend. And you can take it from there.
0: Oh, okay. So nuts. So um, I might have to pour myself a drink right now. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just teasing. So he, I apparently went into her room and I guess curled up in bed with her and just rocked back and forth and said, "Please don't tell. You know, you're my favorite person in the world. Let's keep this our secret." And then uh, apparently the next day he sent her a dozen roses to school with a card saying, "I'm sorry." Please to see bug. Please sissy bug, don't tell anybody. And in in my opinion, that was a life-changing moment. You can't ask your children to keep that kind of secret. No. And expect them to be okay with it. Um, Now for Grams, I'm not sure if grandma already had a feeling something like that was going on and pretended that it would go away. I don't know if she had any indication that he even liked men at all. You know, who has six children with a man that's gay. No one right. does, and, unless he's like a multi-millionaire <laughs> who's yeah. you know paying you to be a baby producer, like you know, like a Michael Jackson situation.
1: Yeah, it's it wasn't especially back then. It was very hush, hush. No, no it, was, it was insane. Basically, mom
0: had to keep that secret until it wasn't a secret anymore. Thankfully, but I don't know. I mean, do you guys ever feel like in my in my twenties, in my early thirties, like sometimes I would just feel ashamed, you know, of who I came from once in a while. Anyways, I often wonder if if she felt the same way. But my other half uh, last night was like, "Are you sure you want to share all this stuff, you know, with people you don't know?" Pretty much everybody who already knows me knows a lot of this. And for a long time, I used to think if I told people that, um, they
1: would think differently of me. Like, um, judge you by your family. Yeah. That was a huge concern for me for many years. See, for me, I grew like, like, like you said, I was about, I was about five years old when mom started slowly getting sick, sleeping on the couch, not showering, not, you know, not. Being active, you actually would come to my school functions, my my choir concerts, because dad worked full time and mom just pretty much stopped being a mom, kind of. Yeah. You know, she still took care of me, but it was... So you took over the mumble of other things. So you got up and did my makeup in the morning, stuff like that. So that's what she did for me. She was very outgoing. She would, you know, just, she'd, she'd make
0: us these great, like, cookies to take to school and put them in tissue paper and put sprinkles and make them look real pretty. And, you know, for mm-hmm. the longest time, she was just like mother of the year. She worked full time, cleaned the house. I mean, she just went, 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 went. I think it's okay to feel that way sometimes. I think it's okay.
1: It It is okay. It is. And then what I was trying to get at is I didn't, I don't think I felt ashamed growing up because I was growing up with mom being like that. So it was a norm to me, but it was also confusing because why is mom sleeping for three days on the couch, you know? So, okay. So, Gramps and
0: Grandpa, we're going to get back more into them. So mom grew up in this small town, like the small hick town called Clyde, Ohio. Okay, And I hate to say that, but it's kind of true. Like what put that town on the map is Whirlpool Corporation. I think it moved into the area like in the 1950s. Grandpa owned his own small gas station located in the center of town. So you know, everybody knows him, right? I mean, this isn't like you know, gas stations today where it's like, there's one on every corner, like Starbucks, you knew the guy that owned it. He'd come in, remember the days they'd pump your gas for you. Uh, And then he was also the deacon in a Catholic church. So, and then grandma was busy, of course, busy mom raising six children. So I would assume she was probably on the verge of losing her mind. (laughs) It's gonna it's called the happy blue pill, volume. <laughs> <laughs> but I envision their relationship to be two ways, okay? Grams and grandpa. Either they had so much passion and love for each other that they created six children, right? Or they were two lost souls who didn't use birth control because they were Catholic. True. That, I'm on the same page with you there. So you're thinking second version probably...
1: I think it's more of the Catholic that, you know, they, they might've fell in love. Who knows? I don't know if grandpa just wanted to live that straight, narrow life at first. I think grandma honestly was probably in love with grandpa, but. Right. So, but, you know, mom said they go out with a lot of couples and that they
0: would even, that she believes they even became swingers at one point. I didn't know that part. (laughs) <laughs> we're blowing each other's minds here. Yeah. So okay. she, apparently grandma didn't love it. And then, cause mom would hear them like fighting at night about it. Um, okay. and apparently grandma went through with it one night and grandpa didn't. And grandpa got mad and got super oh. drunk. So, okay. but okay. So you would think living in a small town, having six kids, being a deacon in the church, owning a business would keep the person on the straight and narrow, but obviously that didn't work for him. Right. So, he had no self-control, and he was obviously dealing with some major issues going on inside of himself. So shortly after this all happened, apparently he decided to take the family on a vacation. He decided to take them to a place that he considered magical. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Best place on earth.
0: <laughs> I'm not talking about Disney World. I'm not taking. He's not taking the kids to Disney. That'd be too normal for him, wouldn't it? Disney was yeah. probably a little too PG for grandpa's taste. But he took him somewhere close. Uh, and you would think it'd be a place where he could redeem himself in mom's eyes, you know, after she caught him in bed with her classmate, right? It was the total opposite. So he goes on and he takes the family to a nudist resort in Florida.
1: Yeah. It's all so nudist. You had to be completely naked to be in the resort.
0: So anyways, yeah, get naked or get out. So I was like, mom, please tell me you didn't see your brother's peckers. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, no, my God, gross. She was like, apparently while the boys were off doing their thing, us girls were off doing our own thing. Uh, Grandpa was off doing Jack. Yeah. That's where grandpa met the man that he left grams for.
1: That's where Um, he met Partner, husband, they didn't legally get married, partner, so we could call him. Yeah, and they stayed with each other for a very long time. Until he uh, passed away. Until Grandpa passed
0: away. So uh, it wasn't a fly of the night kind of romance. It apparently meant something to both of them. Mom said, was what I'm trying to say, that Grandpa, when they got back from that trip, he had to come clean to the family because that's when he decided that this was something stronger and that, um, he was going to leave the family. He couldn't keep it a secret anymore. And he had met the person he's going to spend the rest of his life with. And that wasn't grandma. So mom said her brothers were just mad and disgusted that they
1: wanted to kick his ass. Yeah. Which I can't they, believe. They, yeah. From what I remember, they, they pretty much just disowned their father. Yeah,
0: and again, this was in the '70s. So being gay was not accepted, especially for a married Catholic
1: man with six kids. in a uh, deacon, right? Yeah, deacon,
0: mm-hmm. and so they didn't only you know have to hear that their father was gay, but they were told that he was leaving the family and moving to Florida to live with him. Can you imagine?
1: Yeah. I, Can you I can't.
0: Know? I mean, that has got to be one of the biggest betrayal stories I have ever heard. And if, if someone out there has a bigger one, I am so sorry about that. I, Cause I would not wish that pain on anyone. So grandma was forced then to come to that, you know, raw heart wrenching truth that she'd no longer have a husband and she'd be left to, you know, raise six kids on their own. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, how did she cope with that? You know? Um, and mom said she didn't cope with it. Well, that she sat at the kitchen table Yep. Uh, mom said, I think that she didn't move for days and just chain smoked and drank coffee. Yeah. Until probably one of her sisters in Missouri said, come down here, live with us. Cause it,
1: you know, I think that town had like less than 4,000 people. Yeah. You know, grandpa was very well known. Oh, yeah. The very small uh, grandpa and grandma was very well known in that, especially from grandpa having the gas station. And he helped people. He did. He helped a lot of people like with free gas and whatever he could working on their cars and stuff like that. Grandma didn't want to hang out there.
0: And, you know, I mean, can you imagine going into the grocery store? I mean, this had to be like the talk of the town. So uh, she's like, peace out. I'm going. And so she took the kids down to Missouri, but mom didn't end up going. stayed behind.
1: And remember, she was only what, like 15 and a half, 16 years old? Yeah, she was 15 when she got pregnant with you and had you when she was 15 and a half. Right.
0: And so that's
1: how out of it
0: grandma was at that time. She didn't force her teenage daughter to go with her. Now, mom's a you know she's a force to be reckoned with. If she doesn't want to do something, she's not going to. Even at probably at that age. But mom rallied. She had to drop out of school. She got a job at a truck stop, cleaning toilets to feed us. And shortly after she had me, she had my brother. And then this again was that time where you know she was getting beat up by her biological father,
1: and. By your biological father,
0: my biological father, not Amanda's father, correct. And so, you know, where did mom find her strength in this total shitstorm
1: that was happening around her? I mean, can you imagine, Amanda? I, I, no, I, your father taking off the Florida with a man and then your mom leaving you behind, <laughs> yeah. And then you're pregnant, and you're dropping out of
0: school, and you know. So, I don't know. I mean, deep down inside me, I think God
1: gives you superpowers when you need them most. Mom always said you are your her blessing, and that you made her stronger to get pulled through all of that. Yeah, and I do. So,
0: I I do think kids will do that to you. You know, yeah. they'll they give you purpose and hope. She just didn't have a choice other than to keep moving forward. You right? Yeah. yeah and and if anything you would think at that moment she would have had a breakdown started drinking and popping pills you know during that
1: time yeah you would have, you, you would have thought that would have been her troubled time in her life but that is the moment where she found her strength you know to make a better life
0: like mom's whole thing growing up was i'm going to keep going i'm strong-willed and she was so strong-willed that like when she met our my stepdad your dad I like mm-hmm. he was like, she she was a she was a force. Like so he was like, I loved her so much. He goes, and sometimes I was scared of her because you <laughs> 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 like when well, she was she was so uh just set in her ways and not in a bad way. She was just, what am I trying to say? She was powerful because yes. she had been through so much already. No
1: one was gonna take her down at that yeah. moment. She was, yeah. She had been kicked around by your your biological father. Her family had screwed her up and she was fighting the world. She was like ready to take on the world. That is where I pull my strength from
0: sometimes is just thinking back to what mom went through and thinking, girl, you ain't got nothing on her if she was able to pull up her bootstraps and her bra straps and get going, you can too. You know, mom would write here and there. I would see her sitting on the couch writing. And I just think, you know, just talking to us, that was her way of releasing her icky feelings. Yeah. Um, but um, and I'm so happy she did because, you know, when she did explain that stuff, it helped me understand her. But it doesn't mean that it always helped. Right. It definitely didn't always help. Like in the heat of the moment when she was doing something outlandish, like Mm -hmm. overtaking her pills and throwing a fit, you know, because she had to go to the hospital. Um, That doesn't help at that point, but you do have an understanding of why it's happening. And, you know, so you do have more sympathy and understanding. Um, But uh, anyway, so, okay, now you know why we call this podcast. Of course, they make me crazy. And we didn't even get to almost touched the tip of the iceberg with good old grams. Okay. So, and there's so much more <laughs> to grandma's story. Like, uh, so she eventually did move back to Ohio because she got to find her a man. I going to say last episode, she's not your typical grandma. Like, she's not the one that bakes the cakes and, and makes you dinner and, you know, her house is clean and uh, and it smells good. No, grandma is uh, a chain smoker. Uh, she drives through the drive throughs She wants to know if you want Taco Bell, if you want McDonald's. You know you want a large fry or unrings this time <laughs> she was also one that you know she worked in a factory she had tons of dirty jokes was hysterical, but she used to have play girls in her house like the fur ver- the women version and naked like naked dude. Uh,
1: yeah yeah I remember i I, I came across those unfortunately. <laughs> 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 Grandma wasn't the greatest at hiding things. Graham's had a crazy side to her. Um, but
0: And so we're going to kind of dive a little bit more into that next episode.